listening to The Gender Rebels. I'm Kathleen, a cis woman and ally. And I'm Faith, a trans woman. Gender Rebels is a question and answer podcast that explores life outside the gender binary. A big thanks to our Patreon supporters. If you'd like to support the show, go to patreon.com slash gender rebels. You guys, oh my god. Get comfortable, because we have a million patrons to thank. We do, and uh, we are so sorry if we haven't gotten to you yet. We're going to get to everyone today. And what we've done, we did a thing where we like recorded a bunch of episodes, and then we released them in a different order, so sometimes we thank some people, and then other people are like waiting, because we wanted to get those Halloween episodes out. Anyway, we're going to get you right now, Renee Riley. Thank you so much. Aaron Nilsson. You rock. D. Harris. Jay you're we- awesome. Jay Weiss. Thank you, Jay Weiss. Michael, Michael Mitchell. You kick ass. Nirachnu or Nirasnu. I like Nirachnu. It remains sounds like a vampire. Unknown. I'm going to go with Nirachnu. Nirachnu. Kimberly Halsey, you're awesome. Thank you, Quinn Campbell. Elizabeth L., we love you. Thank you, Chantel. Josh Guru of Sporks, you're our favorite. Thank you. the best guru of Sporks, I think. Crushing it with the name. Yeah. Vanessa Hoskins, thank you. Matt McDougall, thank you. Rebecca Scott Starrett, awesome. Thank you so much. Amy Rockstar Stevens. Chloe Pond, thank you so much. Elsie Ed Haas, thank you. We love you. Brett. Uh, Adeline Dart. And uh, just today, Emma Wakelin, thank you. You're so awesome. Oh my gosh. You guys are the best. Thank you to everyone who signed up for Patreon and who's supporting the show. You guys are so amazing and awesome. And thank you for your patience also on us getting you your goodies. (laughs) We were totally caught up and then a bunch of new patrons. So all of whom we love. All of whom we love. And so thank you. If you're interested in becoming a patron, you get some cool perks like a signed flag or eventually, eventually a sign, you know, a shout out. We're doing answering machine messages for people. Mm -hmm. And also we have a new patron only podcast Kath and Faith Vampire, Vampire Slayers, Slayers, where basically we watch Buffy the Vampire Slayer, and I introduce Kath, who's never seen it, to the show. So so join if you can, support if you can. If not, keep listening. We're going to keep doing this for free forever. Hey, yeah, Faith, yes, I got a question. All right, what's your question? How should you not come out to your spouse? Ooh, what a good question. Or partner. Coming out is so, so difficult because you're really opening yourself up. You're making yourself literally the most vulnerable you've probably made yourself ever this is probably if you're like me a secret that you have kept for years and maybe has also caused you a deep shame and now you're coming out and, and there's you're a like, lot at stake there's so much at stake because you risk rejection you know just when you're about to like it's like it's like say telling someone you like like them On like the scale of a million, but like a million times worse because Mm -hmm. you are just, you're opening yourself up. You're being honest. You're being vulnerable and you risk getting, you risk everything. You risk rejection. You risk ending relationships. You risk maybe losing your kids, Mm -hmm. losing your job. Having to move out. Yeah. Whatever financial security came from two incomes. I don't know. I'm guessing. Yeah. It's so scary. Everything about coming out is is incredibly scary. And that's why it is something that needs to be managed really well and planned for well and done in a very thoughtful, respectful, really just a thoughtful and respectful manner. Mm-hmm. I was going to say in a listening manner, but 
that because listening such an important thing yeah i don't know how would, respect, how would one phrase though. that it's no. part of respect yeah okay listening you have to be listening i came out when i came out to people i wrote letters because i thought that that would give them an opportunity to digest things mm-hmm. to, away from you away from me yeah. it didn't really necessarily put them on the spot i wasn't just confronting them on the spot and saying by the way, here's this huge news. Let's discuss this right now because I'm standing in front of you. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And some people might say that's like a more cowardly option or a less direct option or it's 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 more impersonal or something. Who are those people? Fuck them. Fuck them. But I because I also <laughs> in my letters, I was very much like, you know, when I wrote to I didn't write to you. I told you. But mm-hmm. when I wrote to like my family, it was like, I love you. And I came out to your family. I was like, mm-hmm. I love your daughter. You know, this is something, you know, I kind of laid it out and and was very honest. And I, I think it's been... I think it's a good way that you get to have your say. Yeah. And I think something that might stress someone out in the moment and they might walk out of the room or, or, or something or hang up the phone. Yeah. You know, I think it's... I remember reading once that it is very difficult to not read a letter that someone has written for you. Yeah. And I think that was... that that quote specifically mentioned a handwritten letter, like if yeah. somebody literally put pen to paper. But I think it's the same. I think, not that it matters. I think you printed out letters and sent them to people. I, no, no, no. I Was specifically, I specifically wrote them out on Google Docs because mm-hmm. that's how I compose. Mm-hmm. And then I hand wrote them from my notes. It is very hard. Yeah. I composed in, on type with typing and then I, I wrote down what I typed. People will read it. They will read your message. Whether they'll accept it or not, they'll have it in front of them. They'll read it at least once. Yeah. They'll probably go back multiple times. Yeah. And scrutinize it because they'll they'll be shocked. My family was literally shocked. Your family was shocked. This yeah. is not an understatement. They were shocked. Yeah. So having a chance to read it a few times, absorb it, Google something, um, is this a joke? You know, go through whatever they need to go through. Yeah. I love the letter method. I cannot I, recommend it more highly. I, I like it a lot, too. But there are some other... Let's go through the wrong ways. Oh, man. So Apparently coming out to your spouse. Infinite. To your spouse. It's infinite. But one way I know that people have done it, and I've literally read stories and personal accounts of people who have just... Like they're male to female, and they've just like femmed up. Oh God! One oh day, my God! One day randomly, and like their wife comes home from work, and they're like, "Surprise! This is me. This is me." That okay? If you had tried that, yeah, I would have thought it was a joke. Yeah, but it would have been unnerving how good and detailed you were at it. Okay, that's a shitty thing to do. Don't ever do that. Don't do that to your family. Don't do that to your spouse. Maybe do that to your friends. I don't know your friends. You, you. That's up to you. What was it the first time you saw me, like, dolled up? What was it like for me? Yeah. Well, first, As my partner. I already knew this was a thing. Yeah. It wasn't a thing you did around me or with me or, you know, we, we specifically set it up. So, like, mm-hmm. I would be doing my own thing that yeah. night and you would get dolled up and go out with other friends. Um, so, yeah. I knew it was a thing already. Yeah. But you kept um, that woman we called Scarlet. 
secret from me for a while for your own reasons. And then at one point you came home after a night out knowing I was home and you had even texted me in advance and like, is it okay if I come in? And I'm like, yeah, 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 come in. And I first saw you and you were fucking gorgeous. Not that it should matter, but you were. Thank you. Um, it was, even with all the preparation I had, all the advance notice, all the enthusiasm I have for this, and for you, and that I love you, it was different. Yeah. It's different. Yeah. At the bare minimum, the most supportive partner, the most supportive environment, it's still going to be, wow, different. Give me a minute. Yeah. Okay, and not even like a, I'm heartbroken, give me a minute, but like, it's like if you repainted the living room. I mean, not to compare the two on the same scale, but like, it's different. Yeah. It's different. It takes a second to it's probably kind of figure there, out. But it's different right now. Yeah. And I do need to get used to it. So, you look beautiful. You were so nervous. Um, but I knew it was something that made you happy and that, and, and I was like supportive of the idea from the start like you know we're not representative of every relationship listening though uh which is which is rough but um no matter what no matter how supportive there's gonna be some time yeah there's gonna be a process you still have to acclimate it's different so no matter how no matter how supportive your partner may seem don't surprise them don't don't so that that i think is number one i would say number two don't use your coming out as a weapon Ooh. If you're, say, in an argument about something, Mm. you never do the dishes. You're useless. You're stupid. You're arguing with each other back and forth. Don't Mm -hmm. be like, you know what? I'm fucking transgender. You got to deal with that shit. Why would you ever bring that up? I don't know. I just think you could use that as a weapon. I just think you could use it as a weapon. It could be used as to hurt someone. Maybe, like, if your partner has a problem who works too much or spends all their time taking care of the kids and never working with you or like has some sort of criticism and and you get to say i've pretended to not be transgender for so long and i made that sacrifice for i have no clue yeah that's but this is okay so so let's boil this down to don't do it in an angry place or a spiteful place Mm -hmm, mm mm-hmm this needs to come out of an open, honest, loving, um, rela- you know, op- emotion, mm-hmm. emotional place. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What else? Um, I would recommend, so like you wrote letters for family members, mm-hmm. but for me, that's a conversation. That should be a conversation, yeah. even though it's so, so scary. Um, and in our case, it was you first telling me about cross-dressing, well, me catching your yeah. bookmarks all about cross-dressing and asking about it and you're like yep that's the thing i used to be into which turned into oh this is the thing i might no, want to get book, back into that bookmark was also called transgender stuff was it yeah hmm. it was all cross-dressing though it, it was like it was so much cross-dressing really i don't even what know I recall i don't even remember what i would have bookmarked <laughs> that's the funny thing i probably have an old hard drive somewhere with those bookmarks but like i I don't even remember. I don't really bookmark pages anymore, but I used to. Well, bookmark not tons anymore. Of pages. You learned your lesson. Well, yeah. no. I mean, 
I just don't do it as much anymore. I used to have like like like. What is all this World of Warcraft shit? I used to have a hundred different you know bookmarks. I don't really have them anymore. Anyway, so yeah. other ways to come out wrong to your partner. Other ways that you should not come out to your partner. Did did me finding your bookmarks was that a bad way to come out? Would it's not you a have, good way. Let me back up. It's, Would you have ever brought it up to me? I I don't know because I. We'll make this whole podcast about our relationship. Sure. But um, I, I don't know. Probably. I probably would have um, at some point. But I was, in a, I was in a weird place where I wasn't really interested in it anymore. Mm-hmm. And that happens. Mm-hmm. Interest waxes and wanes, mm-hmm. you know. And I was in a place where I, I just kind of honestly wasn't really interested in it. And I didn't present female for like a year and a half, almost two years. So I tried to do my pictures from every year and I have this gap. Oh, there's a hiccup. There's yeah, a gap right. now. Yeah. So, yeah. Hmm. So, anyway, don't don't surprise your partner. That's another thing. Yes, don't yeah. surprise your partner. Yeah, I don't know. I wish I could tell you a perfect formula for a way to make someone understand and appreciate and yeah, be happy with. There isn't. There isn't, but a perfect way to tell your. There's partner. some other ways, like don't let them hear it secondhand. Oh yeah. Well, that's tricky though. You can't. Sometimes, sometimes friends sometimes will you out can't. you. Sometimes, yeah. yeah, but, you know, being honest with them, mm-hmm. you know, so mm-hmm. they don't kind of hear the second hand. So you're not out to everyone but them. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. a shitty thing. That's true. And what else? Well, what we do have is a long list of things to not do. Yeah. Thanks to listener Kristen. Okay. Kristen basically answered this question on her own. Well, yeah, she did. She yeah. she went uh, into great detail. We love Kristen. Thank you again, Kristen, for your excellent emails, lots of information, so many episode ideas from uh, hearing about you and your experience. And a couple of things to know that you don't want to do. Don't come out to your partner on your wedding anniversary. Oh, that's a good one. Maybe Valentine's Day is also a good one to avoid. I think like, any major holiday. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's stress with a holiday. Any there kind are. of holiday. Yeah. Like Arbor Day. <clears throat> totally okay. Flag Day. Go for it. Totally fine. Bastille Day. Unless you're French. Even then. You think Bastille Day would be okay? I have no idea. What about 4th of July? I think as long as it's not as a huge family picnic. You can come on 4th of July. Yeah. You can come on 4th of July. (laughs) This is a really interesting thing that Kristen mentions. It's so, so interesting. Where she says, as much of a burden that has been lifted from you or as much relief as you may feel, try not to let that bleed through because you have to understand that you've been struggling this whole time. Your spouse or partner now has a struggle. That's true, yeah. Suddenly, you're free, but suddenly your partner's like, oh my god, what does this mean? What falls apart? What stays together? Who am I? What What is this relationship? Like, all those kinds of questions that you've had all along, now your partner's got that. Yeah, and that's also something where I often tell people... When we're asked, like, you know, advice for coming out is mm-hmm. a common question we get. And it's always like, regardless of what the if the emotion is positive or negative, you have to accept that emotion is valid. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Their emotions are valid. It may not be what you want. Mm, it's the hardest one. But you have to let them process it. Mm-hmm. You have to. You've just given them a huge piece of information Big that shift. you have spent years processing mm-hmm. and now you've got to give them possibly years to process fully mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and it's tricky yeah so don't so be patient patience is a 
crucial, crucial part of this because oftentimes, and again, this is something we hear as well from a lot of people is that when they first come out to someone, it goes badly. And then over a year or two years, you know, it might change. Yeah, they gradually get it used often, to the idea. They get used to it. And they and realize they... less is going to change than I had initially thought. I could be happy with this. I can't be happy with that. Like they they figure it out. Yeah. Hopefully they engage you in the process. Sometimes they don't. Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. It's a process. All the time you spent processing, now they've got to spend some time mm-hmm. processing. Kristen also makes this really good point, and I don't think we ever address this ourselves, but she says, let them say goodbye. I didn't give my wife a chance to say goodbye to the man she was going to lose. Uh, yeah, I don't quite... I mean, it's it's process. It's a change. It's a difference. In some cases, there might be like a mourning. Yeah, my process. sister said the same thing, and I and I and to me that always seems kind of like but I'm the same person. But I think it is. I I think that's just another way to phrase like we're saying process mm-hmm, mm-hmm. the emotions of this. Kristen is saying, um, give them time to say goodbye. I think that's the same. That's the same thing. It's describing the same emotional process yeah and and it's 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 not the obviously you didn't go anywhere but like your sister and my and your mom and everyone in your family and everyone in your friend group everyone we knew this guy yeah we knew this guy we loved this guy this guy is awesome this guy not only isn't going to be around anymore but never was Mm. I I also and it's not even yeah a bad thing but it is a thing. change is scary change is scary change mm-hmm. is like I think the biggest thing we fear in life beyond spiders but I mean change can lead to spiders it can it's for instance a change of more spiders a now. change in spider quantity yeah. yeah um and this is change change mm-hmm. is scary it's it's the unknown and and that is that is something we all deal with in our own way and you have to give your spouse or your so like the space and the patience and the time to deal with that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And you have to make this less about you at that point because it is your coming out, but it's also something that you are both going through together and that they are processing themselves. It's a tricky one though. So it's, it's not all about you and you have to just learn at a certain point to shut up and let them have this moment. And it, that moment might be a year I mean, you're right, and that's good. Yeah. Good advice, and that's generous. But this is about you. It is, but it's also it's also about the relationship. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Oh, and it shouldn't be all about you. That's what I'm saying. It okay. is about you, but it's not all about you. It's Especially about more than you. if it's a relationship you want to maintain. Exactly. Whether that's family, friend, partner, whatever. Oh, if you want to end the relationship, pff. Burn it down. Burn Go it ahead. Down. I yeah. trust your judgment. But yeah, if you want to maintain. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Um, this is an interesting thing. Uh, Kristen has some insight into why she went about it this way. She says, I was in such fear of her reaction. I did everything without her knowledge. Kristen made doctor appointments, went off and did Mm -hmm. things, planned things, set things in motion without ever telling her wife. She didn't loop her in until a little ways into the process. And that is a hurtful thing. That can be, I could easily see that being hurtful. I... I think when you're when you're starting and you say I'm I have transgender feelings I have gender dysphoria mm-hmm. 
you can, you should, you should. I'm going to say if you are with someone that you love and this is a relationship that you want to last, mm. you should discuss every step with them. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I think you absolutely should. That doesn't mean you 100% let them overrule you. Yeah, it doesn't mean they get to say, no, you don't go to the doctor. No, you don't start on hormones. They don't really get a vote. But keep them in the loop. I think they get a vote. Well, not not necessarily a vote, but like... You can hear them out. You have to hear them out. It is your life. It is your life, but but you also have to accept that your choices have consequences. Sure, sure. So, that's all. I mean, I'm thinking about, just to get a little kind of historical perspective, I'm thinking about like couples in the 70s or 80s or something where it was like a gay person. Who yeah. married a straight person, you know? And you weren't allowed to be gay and you're not gay. So that's it then. So marry this person and have your normal life because you're normal because you're not gay. And if it, at some point they're like, okay, okay, well, I actually am gay. That's, that's it. Like, that didn't always lead to an immediate divorce in a lot of cases. No, it didn't. But, but... It's, it's also needs to be that you... Your partner is half of the relationship. And if you value that person in your life and they have major issues with stuff like transition, I'm not saying let them decide your mm -hmm, life. Mm -hmm. I'm just saying that you need to realize that if you discuss hormones with them and they say, I will absolutely hate it if you do this, and then you do it, that there is going to be consequences that you have to deal with mm -hmm. and that is going to hurt your relationship. So I'm not saying you have to let them o overrule you in every case. I'm just saying be honest, discuss yes. things, listen to them, and that's for both partners. That's the thing. And this is something Kristen says is be honest. Don't hide anything. If you make new friends, let your partner know. If your partner wants to find a support group, help them find a support group. Like, see what they need. If they want therapy, if they want to pretend it's not a thing for a month while they just sort of stew on it, if they want you to hold off for a, a, a month while they think about it and talk to you and, and work it out, yeah, like, hear them out. They're your partner. Yes, yeah. And your partner also has to do their own coming out. Mm-hmm. Because this was something that I remember when I came out was like, I'm outing Kath now as being in a relationship with a trans person, which in 2018 is still not normal. Hmm. And so like, if we were living in a more conservative area, if we had more conservative friends and community, like I might have to be like, oh crap, now I have to come out as the wife or husband of a trans person mm -hmm. at church. At, at work. The, at work, at the school where our kids go. Book like, club. Yeah. Zeppelin repair class. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, so that's that's something they have to deal with, too. So it's, you've got to discuss this stuff with them. And it might take time. Ah, yeah. it's the worst. Because once you come out, you're like, woo! Yeah. Clothes and hormones and shoes and name change paperwork and let's do this! And sometimes that's not how it goes. Yeah. As Kristen says, every relationship is different. It'll be easier for some than it will be for others. Kristen says uh, the number of relationships that stay together after one partner comes out as trans is like 20% or hmm. lower. I don't know where I'd read it was 50% or lower. I'm going to look into those numbers, guys, and I'll let you know. 
Well, considering we don't even have like a good numbers for like how many trans people there are, mm-hmm. be very suspect of statistics when it comes That's to true. trans populations. Because I've tried to look into this stuff, and there are no good numbers. That's true. Except like on the internet, because I everyone I know on the internet seems to be trans. I don't know what that is. <laughs> If only I could figure out why that is. Yeah. Something else Kristen mentions, this is really interesting, is it important? it's important that your partner understands the changes that are going to happen. In Kristen's case, she says, I repressed every feeling and emotion I had for years. I mean, years. I didn't laugh. I didn't cry. I didn't smile for pictures. I know people who don't smile for pictures and it annoys the fuck out. Just fucking smile. Uh, I was struggling with myself for so long. I thought it best to go pure stoic. So when the estrogen started to take hold, the floodgates open up. Every emotion I've not expressed ever is now present. And your partner, if they're along on the ride with you, has got to be prepared for that. They have to expect that. There's going to be low days and high days. And if your partner is going to be in this relationship with you, they got to be there for yeah. you when that happens, ideally. I don't know. I feel like it's putting even more on the partner. Like, not only do you have to get used to this, but now you have to be ready for this fucking onslaught of emotional changes that you never could have imagined. I think that's when a partner comes out trans, there's a lot of changes in a relationship. Mm-hmm. And I don't know the numbers, but not every relationship survives it. But partly it is because there has to be this balance. You can't, as a trans partner, let everything be about you. You may be going through these emotional roller coasters, but you also have to be adult enough to be able to temper that and control that to a certain point where you're not asking for everything from your partner. Mm -hmm. You're not asking your partner to own your stability. Um, Mm -hmm. A relationship is two people who... A healthy relationship is two people who can both mutually support each other. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And if you can't do that, if one partner is asking too much... It's not going to be stable. Mm-hmm. And if both partners are asking too much, it's really not going to be impossible. stable. Yeah. It has to be, it has to be that kind of equal pull. And that's the hardest thing in the world to like figure out exactly. Especially because sometimes it means some relationships break up. Yeah. Sometimes the cis partner won't, can't stay with the trans partner. It's if you're not attracted to that sex if you're not able to ride this out this is not what you signed up for and any partners who are listening now who are feeling terrible about not being supportive enough or not able to go along with this or just don't see their life going this way that's okay it it is so sad to think about but not all relationships survive this This is a big change it is it's a huge change ideally a cis partner who, who can't be in a gay relationship now or, or a straight relationship or whatever the switcheroo is, I'm imagining that they're still best of friends after everything, but sometimes the relationship does not survive. Yeah. You can love this person with all your heart, but can't be romantic with them. And there's something I want to say in defense of those partners because I have seen a lot of trashing those partners Mm. in certain trans communities that like fuck them they're awful human beings and I want to say that they that is something that like 
this is huge. Mm-hmm. This is very huge news you're asking of them. When the relationship ends because someone leaves because they can't deal with that, mm-hmm. that does not automatically make them a shitty person. It does not automatically make them terrible. It's a lot to ask of a person. And we ask it because we want to be with them because we love them. Mm-hmm. And that can't always be the case. And that's sad, but it's not always a shitty person. That's it. And it's hard because it's not like, it's your fault. It's a trans person. You're blowing up this relationship. That's actually really not it at all. It's society's fault for not having a place for trans people for so long. Arguably, they still don't. Like, it is still not okay to be trans in so many places. Yeah. Including the United States. That this isn't a realistic choice that a lot of trans people grew up with and made it's not that they could have i don't know lived a celibate life while they were figuring this out you know, or yeah and it's also know. just it's also just that society makes trans people feel deeply deeply ashamed mm-hmm. and they're because they're constantly told that this is a weird thing they're mm-hmm. a freak you're wrong there's something wrong with them and and there's nothing wrong with trans people Mm-mm. they're not hurting anyone they're not doing anything wrong they are capable of hurting people, but they're by their very being trans, they're not hurting anyone. Mm-hmm. So, so they get married. So they have relationships. They have course. kids, and they, they bury this stuff down yeah. because they need to to get through the day. Because mm-hmm. otherwise, you know, they they fear being labeled a freak or a loser or a weirdo and getting everything taken from them. Yeah, and so. I that was one of my big worries with you that that you know I wanted you to know it wasn't trying to be dishonest with you in any way it was Mm -hmm. just like this was something i buried Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so deep and felt such deep and abiding shame over Mm -hmm. because of my upbringing and because of society in compliance with what you were supposed to feel about yes yeah yeah there's a lot of people with a vested interest who made damn sure that you felt that way yeah i'm glad you broke free me too and i'm glad any of our listeners all of our listeners have broke free or will break free, but because of that shame, because of what society has told you, you may have already built a life that in some ways might be incompatible with this. And you figure it out. You work around it. You build from there. I I hope your relationships last. Not all of them will. I'm not going to lie to you. You figure it out. Yeah. And the best way to do that, especially with a partner who you do truly, sincerely love, is to loop them in as early as you can and be as honest as you can as soon as you can. Absolutely. That's got to be the hardest advice to take, you know? Especially if someone's, like, not sure they're ever going to ever come out. And they're like, but I'm being told I need to do it sooner rather than later. But I'm thinking about maybe never doing it. Like, I could explode my life right now or I could just keep on going. We get so many people who write to us and, and, and ask us what to do in these, like, situations where, like half the time it's just like you have to write like well life sucks oh, God. and it sucks and it sucks that it sucks but like i you know i can you know we we do our can't we do what we can and we struggle through this shit but it's shit and 
sometimes it's there's not happy answers to stuff and it sucks that there's not happy answers and then we can't give you like xyz and it will always go right Mm -hmm. but i mean in the end what we can say for certain is the more honest you are with yourself Mm -hmm. the more that you are able to be yourself to the extent that that's possible in your life the happier you will be i can give you that guarantee honesty patience and respect is going to get you through this and, and and give you the best possible outcome for your situation. It'll be bumpy. I guarantee. Yeah. I guarantee it. There's going to be bumps. Coming get out ready. is like a poorly maintained roller coaster. <laughs> <laughs> there's highs and there's lows and there's a lot of bumps. People get killed and on roller coasters. Strangely, strangely a lot like, of grease. I don't like your metaphor. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> but that's most people who get killed in roller coasters are people who are not following the safety precautions. Uh, or staff. Actually, staff are the number one group of people killed by roller coasters. Second is people who aren't following the safety protocols and hop over fences. Just follow the rules, guys. You'll be fine. Yeah. Uh, well, like roller coasters. <laughs> yes. Thank you, Kristen, for your question. Thank you, Kristen, for, for all this really good insight. I mean, obviously, there's right ways and wrong ways to do anything. Yeah. And let's learn from people who've found the ride bumpier than it needed to be. Yes. I hope you have as smooth a ride as possible. I'm done with this metaphor. Okay. I'm shutting it down. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you, everyone, for listening. Thanks for listening, everybody. All right, everyone. Talk to you next time. enjoyed this episode and want to help us keep making more great content go to patreon.com forward slash gender rebels we have many different levels of support and lots of great rewards including drinks with the gender rebels at stonewall please leave a five-star review on itunes that makes it easier for other people to find us and send your questions to questions at gender or find us on Twitter at The Gender Rebels. Music for The Gender Rebels is by Jasper the Colossal. Follow the link down below or download them on iTunes today. And for all our episodes, visit genderrebels.com. The Gender Rebels is a comeback sync production copyright 2018. All rights reserved. And to all you gender rebels out there, keep rebelling. Bye. Bye.